107, opening the doors to endless possibilities in the pursuit of love, peace, and happiness with your host, Rafika and Brother James. We're here. We're here on Blog Talk Radio once again. Some technical difficulties, and uh, we're just going to move past that and get started. I'm your host Rafika. My co-host brother James is on the line. Our special guests Atia and Ingram, the love uh, coaches, will be in shortly. Brother James, are you are, are you here? I am here, present and accounted for, and glad to be here to talk about how to love and stay true to yourself, featuring Atiyah and Ingram. And I believe uh, they'll be coming on shortly. But um, uh, welcome to all our guests out there in the Keys 107 family. Um, we got a special treat tonight, so stay tuned. You know, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting topic to talk about because you hear many people often say about when they fall in love, they can't often get back on track. They lose themselves. They get so caught up in the day-to-day movements. And Atia is going to present some special questions. I would advise you all to get your pen and your paper right now. It's going to be a self-reflective kind of conversation tonight. In the meantime, we're going to jump on to the healthy tip of the day. Medea Allen is here. She's on standby. She's going to bring it. The Keys 107 and com present the Healthy Tip of the Day. The Healthy Tip of the Day is to add variety to all that you do. While consistency is important, doing the same exercise, eating the same foods, doing the same meditation, and even doing the same work every single day can cause boredom and stagnation in your energy flow. Choose one small thing in your life that you haven't changed in a very long time and boldly change it. Introducing variety in our lives through bold change increases creativity, allows for flexibility, and adds back the wonderful element of surprise. Today's healthy tip has been brought to you by Organic Soul Chef Medea Allen. To learn more about my services, visit OrganicSoulChef.com. Now, 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 back to the keys. 107 with your host, Rafika and Brother Jay. Greetings, family. Rasbika, I think we are back. And we have on the line today a wonderful couple um, who has been traveling all over the globe. Originally, um, we we know uh, of Ingram from being from the U.K., and this brother has been, he's um, born of parents out of the Caribbean, and he is a servant, teacher, visionary, and entrepreneur, a motivator, and a thinker. And he is the... Um, uh, shares in the leadership in IM Network and as well as the founder of Bachelor IC 
World TV. We're going to bring uh, Sister Ingram on, I mean, excuse me, Sister Atia on, who will uh, um, always uh, bless us with a wonderful, a wonderful spirit. And Rafika, are you still on the line with us? Just doing a mic check right now. Okay, I'm glad you are. So, without any <laughs> yeah. further delay, and you know, us... um, Brother James, let, let's also welcome Atia back because she's no stranger to, to the Keys 107. She's had several shows with us, and also she had her own show here on the Keys 107 Network. So we missed Atia. Uh, let's uh, bring her mic in and let her know. Atia, your mic is live. Check in. Wonderful. Hello. How are you? My goodness. Did did we have some technical issues today wow <laughs> but it's okay because we, we're together again no no problem absolutely, absolutely. so we want to let our listening audience uh, know Atia that you are calling you and Ingram are calling live from Ireland I think that is just so exciting and how technology just allows us to reach out and give you a virtual hug and tell you welcome <laughs> back to the Keys Thank 107 you. Wow, thank you. Yes, we are calling from Ireland, and it's going on 2 o'clock in the morning here where we are. <laughs> Party animals. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, Atia, let's catch up. Um, the last time you were on The Keys, we talked about your, your books. We talked about you as an author. We did a special show on uh, marriage and um the ins and outs, the ups and downs. And since then, you have some exciting new developments that I think you should share with the Keys 107 audience. Well, wow, we, we have a lot going on. We, um, we did launch the ministry, the I Am Network, and we've also launched I Am Network Ireland. And um, we've launched More Love Radio, where we talk about the issues in the black community and how we can address the issues that our community is faced with and, and really increase the love. And, uh, wow, let's see what else. What else is going on? <laughs> We've been really focusing on that. Um, I, I think the last time we talked I had already launched Purposeful Dating. Mm-hmm. Uh, am I missing anything? No, let's talk a little bit about the uh, ministry, the love ministry. Okay, okay. Well, you know, I've been doing, we've been doing the love ministry for quite some time. We do have the marriage tree, which is a division of the I Am Network. But the I Am Network is really, it, it's a, a network of uh, people who, of like minds, who want to come together. And um, we, in the spirit of love, we help to lift the consciousness and the vibrations of people all over the world. And we we deal with marriage and relationships. We deal with people's gifts and their talents, their life purpose. The whole idea is for people to be walking in purpose and in cohesive units with one another as universal male and universal female. Wow. That's 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 exciting. Atia, I don't know how you do it. We're gonna to have to do a show one time and just talk about your time management because <laughs> you know, is Ingram there? I am indeed. Good evening. Or good afternoon. <laughs> good evening. Where we are. Where we are. Big so good evening, Alex. <laughs> Thank you for having me on the show. Big brother, there. How you doing, Ingram? <laughs> I'm good, brother. How are you? <laughs> good, 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 man. I'm glad to hear you on board because 
You know, it takes two to tangle. So we, we can't have love without having someone to give it and someone to receive it and vice versa. So I'm glad you're here on, 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 the, on the keys with us tonight. So let's let's just jump right in because I think our listeners um, are ready. I hope everybody has their pen and paper. I always encourage you to take notes because our shows are packed with strategies and tips to help you open doors to endless possibilities in your pursuit to love, peace, and happiness. So the first point that I uh, want to ask Atia and Ingram to just jump in on is, who and what is your true self? Wow. Do you want me to start or you want to start? You start and I'll, and I'll just... Well, well, you know, when we talk about this subject, loving someone while staying true to yourself, before you can love someone else, you have to first know and, and love yourself. And the only way to really love yourself is to know who yourself is and what is yourself. And so... You know, one of the things when we're coaching people in this whole relationship piece, and particularly as people want to connect with someone that is, I'm going to use this term, a lot of people out there in our listening audience will understand what I mean is being equally yoked. And um, a lot of times a person, we find as we coach people that people are questioning as to there, there's so many differences, and they haven't learned to harmonize necessarily or synergize their relationship. And what we find is the foundation or how they came together plays a major role in really how they're able to flow. And a lot of times people come together and try to make that other person fit into their vision of what their partner should be. When ideally, before you even connect with someone, first of all, you have to take an inventory or an assessment of who you are and know who you are, know what you like, know what your dislikes are. You, you have to know what your, what your purpose is, what direction you're going in life. Because if you don't know who you are, how can you know who you're supposed to be with? So, you know, everything in life, as I talk about in my book, Purposeful Dating, everything in life has a name and a purpose, as does this process of mating. And, you know, people come together and they expect the other person to complete them Mm -hmm. when that's not necessarily the case. It's about complimenting the person. It's about that person playing or, or being in that role that actually is divi- that divinely um, inspired to harmonize with who you are. But if you're not putting your real self on the table, whether it is because you're withholding that or you just don't know who you really are, then you really struggle with effectively being able to make those adjustments or find those, um, you, you know, you, you take a, a puzzle and each puzzle has many pieces that connect, but they're still all part of that, that one puzzle. In, in this whole relationship piece or this whole puzzle in terms of making, having 
universal male, universal female connect, there's different connectors that connect. But if you don't know what those pieces are in your own life, how will you know how to connect it with someone else? If that makes any sense. Ingram, you want to jump in? Um, the first thing I think about when I'm asked the question, what is your true self? Look in the mirror. Look in the mirror and look at yourself. Take a deeper look at yourself. The expression, you can't love anybody else, understand love, until you understand love for yourself. And that's a very deep thing itself. Being honest as to who you are, what you are, what you're about, where you want to be, who you want to be with, and what you're like as an individual. Who are you, who are you really like? Who do you like to be with, to live with, to, to be with on a day-to-day basis? What do you like? What do you dislike? And it's quite interesting that people, when they first get together, they have this, this one self, this, this happy self, this, oh, this is who I am. I'm a great guy. I'm a great girl to get to know. Six months, a year down the line, a year and a half down the line, two years down the line, you start to see things about them you didn't quite see in the beginning. <laughs> Parts of their character starts to, to show that you didn't see beforehand. That person you're starting to see is really more of an indication of the person what they really are. The person that's, you know, okay, you've become familiar with that person. What are you like when you become familiar with somebody? What are you like when things are not going your way? And when you're talking about being your true self, when you are put under pressure, how do you respond? See, there's an expression, then, or, or, or in Scripture it says, do not be yoked with unbelievers. That doesn't just mean do not be with somebody who's not a Christian or who's not a Muslim. Do not be among somebody who's not of the same belief system as you. For example, you know, you may be somebody who is one that decides that, you know, you're going to save money and you're going to use your money in an economical and a very smart manner. Whereas you could be with somebody else who's a gambler. So if you two get together and you decide to get in to have a relationship with one another, there's going to be some money issues because you're going to have one way of thinking about things. The other person can have another way of thinking about things. So how do you come together? How do you find that one to move forward together in unity? Atiyah. You know, you were saying something as I was listening to you. Um, I, I thought about, you know, the who part. Because mm-hmm. you you talk about those characteristics that um, that people basically during their journey mm-hmm. they have to be able to flow harmonically with. But I, I want to kind of take it even further than that. Okay. Because when you talk about the who, the who is not necessarily your eye color, your hair color, your mm-hmm. height. The, the who of you is the essence of who you are internally, not that ego aspect or that false self or that personality self, but the true essence of who you are in your divine state that's so much beyond what can be physically seen. Mm-hmm. And so when you talk about connecting with someone else, you have to first have this connection within and know who your true self is, that, that 
that that authentic divine person within you because that's that soul of you because that's the person or that's that part of you that has to be fulfilled in a connection. You know that's pretty deep and, and there are not a lot of people that like to look themselves in the mirror anyway. There's a lot of self-hate in the world and a lot of self-hating and reasons to hate, uh, whether it be because of skin colour or whatever. So how does somebody get past that, to the whole self-hating thing? Well, see, that's a good question because it takes, it takes courage. And you, you can't really have a fulfilling relationship with anyone else until you confront yourself. And the only way to confront yourself, because a lot of times when people come together, they expect the other person, and, and Rafika or James, you all know what I'm talking about when I say this, a lot of times when people come together, they're looking for someone else, like I said earlier, to complete them, but they're looking for someone else to make them happy. And Well, may I, I, it's a couple of things that both of you said in terms of knowledge of self. I want to make it clear that even though, you may be mature in age, we're still evolving. So if a person is 25 years old getting into a relationship, they may know themselves to a certain degree, but they know themselves at that time. They may not know what they want to become, and they're always evolving. So when you do connect with someone, you have to have patience with that next person because that person is evolving as well. The problem comes, it's like a chemistry lab experiment where you're trying to unify and become one. And in that process, there's a little rocky road sometimes, there's a little turbulence sometimes, and you have to see past all that, you know, with the understanding that you know who you are and you know whom you want to be and you want to be with that person. And so that patience has to come in to allow for all those um, un, can I say unfilled or un, uh, immature act, attitudes that the other partner may have or you may have. Right. So it's a, um, a, an experiment. It's a chemistry laboratory experiment of love in the process of becoming one. That's because I wanted to put that out there. Yeah, but you know what? The thing about that, James, is, and, and I totally agree with that. The thing is, a lot of people, when they're coming together, they're not being honest. And, and, and what I mean by not being honest, they're not really being authentic. They are mm-hmm. either, they, they're bringing their false self, that non-authentic aspect of themselves forward, whether it is because I don't want to lose this person or I really like this person, not even really knowing why I really like this person, they're just not being honest. And not necessarily that they're intending to not be truthful. It's just, they're just not being honest in terms of what they want or the desire for fear of maybe pushing the other person back or for fear of maybe this is saying what this person wants to hear or doing what they, that other person well, they should do. just be in a relationship with somebody because of their physical attraction syndrome and look at them from the, the, the neck up, from them the chest down. That's, that's what happens, you see? So you're not really looking at your, your true self. You're looking at this, the, the ego, the, 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 this minute, this moment. This person looks great. And that, that's that you're not looking at that person's character. Are they faithful? Are they trustworthy? You know, mm-hmm. are you looking deeper into that character and person? And that takes you having to look deeper into yourself. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. should believe that people that we attract 
in the world are a deeper reflection of ourselves. Yeah. Well, I want you to I want you to hold that that thought right there, and I want to go back to the initial uh, question that both you, Atia, and Ingram laid out when you said the first step is to love yourself. And I know mm-hmm. I've heard that that expression, that that statement, that command. Um, many times, and and I want to throw the question out to the panel: How do you love yourself? What does well, that mean? It, I mean, we know that we eat right, we we bathe, we, we we take care of ourselves. So, what does it mean to love yourself? Well, first of all, the first step, Rafika, is to know thyself. Mm. You can't you can't love yourself until you truly know thyself. And um, but going to answer your question, how do you love yourself when you get to know yourself a certain kind of way and you get to be comfortable in your own skin and know the beauty of yourself? I'm not talking about how fine your thighs are, how fine your hair is or your skin or whatever. We're not talking about that kind of loving yourself. We're talking about understanding the divine soul part of you and what makes you sacred and divine as a as a human being because we're not physical beings having a spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings having a physical experience. And so to really begin to love yourself, you have to understand who yourself is, which is um, a God. You know, in essence, and when you understand that you are God, child of a most high God, let me let me take it to kind of on a metaphysical level. When you understand that you are a part of that one mind, that one source, that that divine transcendent entity, when you understand that that's who you are, and everything that you see around you is a manifestation because you are and have always been. When you understand yourself from that perspective, you have no choice but to love yourself. Mm. But a lot of times because, I think um, I, I think you had talked about, Ingram had mentioned about looking in the mirror. Mm-hmm. See, when, when, when a lot of times when people look in the mirror, they're looking at the physical expression of who they are. But what I tell people sometimes when I'm coaching them or when we're coaching them and we take them through an exercise, we give them an exercise. You look in the mirror. You look in your eyes as long as you can. Then close your eyes and open them again and look at your eyes and tell me what you see. Mm. Because you're going to see a reflection of an entity there. But a lot of people are afraid to see beyond the physical. But it's the physical that's necessary to connect with to help you to fall in love with that. Because when you understand that all the prayers that you're making, you're praying to a source that is within you. You know, and a lot of times, you know, you hear people quote different biblical, uh, different spiritual texts, and like one in the biblical text where it talks about greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. What does that really mean? Mm-hmm. If greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world, then you got to start looking within yourself. So that's the first step, is, is having the courage to go within. 
in well, terms I think, of loving yourself. I, I think you, you hit it on the head. Ingram began talking about this, and so did Brother James. It's, it's courage. It's courage to look at yourself mm-hmm. honestly. It's courage to look at your, your, your partner honestly. And James talked about the evolution of a relationship. And once you understand that a relationship does evolve and people evolve, you evolve individually and you evolve together, that's the first step or the second step because you said the first step was to love yourself. But then I think evolution is important. So let's let's move forward. Um, you also said, talking about what you like and dislike, and I think it was Ingram who began you know, talking about that, um, and that's also being honest, being able to right. say what what you like and what you don't like. But James talked about the fear in that. Mm. Yeah. So have the courage to stand up for what, not only what you believe in, I don't mean that in arrogance, stand up for what you believe in. Certain standards, you know, the respect level that, you know, you you have the ability to respect the person that you, 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 you want to court, but at the same time that they can respect you. And you can say, look, this is not the sort of relationship, this is not the sort of character, this is not the sort of person I want to commit my life to. Some people will just date anybody and anything. But when you actually come to love love yourself and understand, well, look, there's a certain way I want to live my life. There's a certain way I want to have peace in my life. And I want to share that love and that peace with somebody else who's reflecting that in their own life. Somebody who's going to have similar values and, and, and that when I'm loving them, that they're able to reciprocate and give that love back and we can build something together harmoniously. Now, to be able to do that, you know, there's a lot, there's, they say there's lots of fish in the sea, you know, but that's because you're not being pretty selective there. But when you come to love yourself, you come to have the deeper understanding of, you'll understand there's very few fish in the sea and you get to the point where you're looking at having a soulmate. And that's a, that's a, they'll be having a different conversation there. Oh, not everybody in the, oh, that's my soulmate. That person that you can stand on firmly and say, you know, I don't like this, I don't like that, I don't like this, but you know what? I still love you. I'm still willing to live the rest of my life with you. I'm still prepared to fight it out and the differences that we have, we're going to work together like a puzzle. Right. We're going to put it together right. and we're going to walk down that road 60, 70, 80 years, 90 years together, as I say, to death deals part. Mm. That. <laughs> so you old and have no more teeth, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. So that just goes to show you can't go on the superficial things when right. you're connecting with someone. Exactly. Because if, if you're going on the superficial things, you know, we, we all know that chest drops, breasts drop. <laughs> uh, hair falls out, teeth comes out. <laughs> but voice don't change, it's still the same. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so you need the patience of Job and, uh, you know, to be able to love yourself and to understand that, that you know, you, you, deserve, you deserve the best. But so does your fellow person like that, that they deserve the best as well. If you both can understand that, there's a respect level. And then you see these people that in relationships where men or women, for example, women are out there, they're going to men that are constantly abusing them and, and, and they go back to them, oh, but I love him, I love him. But yet they, they, it's not they love that person. They have come into understanding, accepting that abuse is acceptable. When, you know, if it's a person who has 
the ability to have more self-respect and more love and so on. Mm-hmm. You know what? This is unacceptable. This behavior is unacceptable. It's almost like a standard. This is unacceptable. In fact, I won't even get myself into a position like that because the sort of individual that, that I want to be around and, and be attracted to mm-hmm. is going to be like-minded. Now, you mentioned about assessment and also being evenly yoked. And when you're Mm -hmm. looking at mirror, you're actually doing a Mm self-assessment. If we were to tell people who are listening who are now, they believe that they love themselves and they want to Mm -hmm. share themselves with someone, what things are they looking for in their self-assessment? If there was five critical areas of self that they must assess, what would that be? That would be for one of you to answer. And the second part of that is when assessing your uh, potential partner, what are the things that you're looking at your partner, the things that you want in your partner to complement you? We're talking about the courting process right there and the courting process. Well, I'll answer the first part. You answer the second one. What's it? Whatever. You go first. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I'll, just, I'll just crack on from Um On the first question in terms of the self-assessment and looking within themselves, mm. one of the first questions that a person has to ask themselves is, am I emotionally available for someone else? And the second question is, do I have the ability and or willingness to share because relationships take a sharing process. A Mm -hmm. third question is, have I resolved all the issues of my past? Wow. Especially past relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, The fourth question is, am I willing to grow and evolve? And that's Mm -hmm. a, a... another way of saying, am I willing to change? Mm. And then the fifth one, I would say, is am I committed to the long haul and willing to work through whatever issues and challenges comes up along the way? Hmm. Beautifully so, said. Beautifully said. I know my my partner over there is taking notes because we're going to have to recapture that and give it back to the audience so they can catch up and take those notes. That was a beautiful way to do a self-assessment in terms of are we ready to love and um, and understanding ourselves. So now, Ingram, where would you go in terms of when you look at your potential mate or the, the mate that you want to grow and 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 um and love forever. What are you looking for when you do that assessment? First and foremost, we want to make an assessment. I alluded to early on from the neck up rather than the chest down. So we take away any form of intimacy, any sort of sexual contact and relationship that way, because once we enter a sexual relationship with a, with this potential partner our minds can be clouded. So we need to make an assessment as to, okay, is this husband and wife material or is this girlfriend and one that stand material? 
are we looking at, if we're looking for a life partner, we look at someone that is trustworthy. We want to find out about their relationship history. We want to talk about, talk about their financial history. We want to know about how they're treating their mother and their father, what's their relationship like with their mother and father. We want to know about whether they've had any children, how they're looking after their children. Now, with these are the things we need to look at. There's usually a track record with these people. What are their friends like? What, are, what, what, what sort of circles are they, are they moving in? You know, these are areas we need to investigate and ask the question, why? Or where's the person going? What's their, what's their destination? Where do they want to be in life? Or what, what's their career path? Is it something that we can work together with? Is it something that we move similar in similar um, uh, 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 pathway together? Can we build together? Can we, can we, is there synergy there? Is there synergy? You know, is there, is there a way that we can work together? So we have to ask ourselves some very serious questions and ask the, the person that's going to be with some very serious questions. And when myself and Matia started the courting process, there were some very serious questions that had to be asked because this is a lifetime commitment. Okay. Okay. Now we were prepared to move heaven and high water to ensure that we were going to have a relationship that lasted. Okay. Matia wasn't interested in having a boyfriend and I wasn't interested in having a girlfriend. I was just to have a partner for life. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to make that sort of statement and make that sort of investment, it's got to last beyond the wedding night. Okay. It's got to last beyond. When people, when everyone's when it's all settled down, they had the wedding cake, they've had the party, <laughs> and they turn around and they walk out the door, you should be able to look at the person that you're with 10, 15, 20 years later and say, hey, we started this journey together and we're still on that journey. Yeah, it's a journey. You know, and many people spend more time investing in the wedding and the setting up of the wedding mm. and the party than they actually do in the investment of their life moving forward for the next 50, 60, 70 years. And if people took more time investing in that partner and taking to ask the right questions and the correct questions and the questions that may make that person, you have to say goodbye to that person. Mm. The difference between you saying goodbye to that person and then you meeting the person that truly is for you as opposed to setting yourself up to be with somebody who may last five or ten years instead of being with your soulmate, which is a lot different. And that goes back to loving yourself and also loving, you know, that you want to have the best in life. And you want that person that's with you to have the best in life and share together. Because there are going to be some right. difficult moments. There are going to be some difficult moments. Marriage is not easy. And, that's that's um, true. But, <laughs> that is true. But let me just say this. It was a key, a couple of keys that you said. And, you know, yeah. of course, I, I'm going to paraphrase some things. But one, you talked about when you're examining um, – and I said examine, meaning the questioning um, yes. your potential mate, you're looking mm-hmm. into their past to get an understanding of their relationships with their um, parents, with their friends, their previous relationships, and you get a kind of understanding of the type of people that they have been around, the circles they move. So now you're yes. trying to get an understanding of who that person was, and then you're looking at them with a critical eye in terms of 
who they are now. And so mm-hmm. questions uh, and observations are taken and notes are taken there. So you're getting a fuller picture. But then you went on to ask questions, further questions, that probed into the future. What do you want to be in five years? Or where do you want to be in five, ten years? What is it that makes you happy or would make you happy? So you're talking mm-hmm. in questioning in the future tense. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now you're looking at, as you're evolving, if that is where she is looking to grow and to become and to be, you can see if that fits in the picture of where you want to go with your life and kind of can project into the future that whether your relationship is going to be harmonious and successful. Right. You know, if I, if I, am I capturing what you're saying in the paraphrasing or in well, terms of your, your examination? Brother Jamie, that, that's beautifully said. Now imagine a, 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 a sea full of fishes. And then mm-hmm. you start asking those fishes those questions. <laughs> You'll find maybe one or two fishes still around after all those many fishes that are out there. Maybe one or two. And then you'll hone into that one. If that one is there, that's the one you go for. Because you've asked all of these questions. You've been in your truest form. Mm. You know, there's, mm-hmm. there's, no way, there's no hiding in that because you're asking questions that are going to make a lot of players and a lot of people that are not serious coming to the table leave real quickly. Yeah. Real quickly because their game's been exposed. Or, mm-hmm. or their responses are very shallow. Exactly. So you think, yeah. uh-uh, thank you very much. So nice knowing you. we're going to leave it there for a moment. Don't forget your point. We're going to go for a quick commercial break. I'd like to welcome all of our callers who are on the line now listening in and those of you who have clicked the link. Those of you that do want to talk and weigh in, maybe ask Tia and Ingram a question, call in at 213-943-3618. That's for all of you listening via Internet. Those of you who are already on the line and you want to talk, you have to press the number one on your keypad so that we know you want to speak. The chat room is open in Blog Talk Radio. You can inbox us on Facebook. You can send your question at suggestions at the keys 107 network.com if you're too shy to speak. The Keys 107 will be right back. For fashions that bring out the best in you, go to moon107.com. That's M-A-U-N 107.com. We feature organic hair and skin products, pink Himalayan sea salt, women tunic tops, children's books, jewelry, art, and organite. Visit us on the web at moon107.com. M-A-U-N 107.com. The first are a family of clouds up in the sky Keeping the earth clean so you will be alright They'll teach you your ABCs and your red goes with me Fluff for heads and health and learn to breathe The Fluff presents the alphabet is available on Amazon.com And on Kindle, so get your copy today For more information, go to www.thefluffamily.com Consultants and Services Technology Trainers 
Do you need help making your computer or smartphone work for you? Whether it's managing your email, navigating Windows 8, working with MS Office, creating videos for YouTube, or any other technology need, our friendly and expert trainers are ready to help you get it right. We also provide public relations and web design project management. For more information, contact us at www.RafikaCS.com or on Facebook at Rafika Consultants and Services. And we're back with Atiyah and Ingram of the Marriage Tree, and we are talking about loving someone while staying true to yourself. And we discussed already knowing yourself, being honest, being truthful, being reflective, growing to love and understand yourself prior to connecting with another person, which Atiyah and Ingram and Brother James and myself agree that is key. The third point we're going to move into would be discovering your purpose, which determines who you connect with. Atia and Ingram, your mic is live. Okay, Atia and Ingram. Discovering your purpose, yep. Atia, discovering okay. your purpose. <laughs> yes. Okay, I, need, I missed that question. So we're talking about discovering your purpose. <laughs> so I'm going to let you start. I didn't hear the question, though. Rafika? Yes, we're going to move into uh, setting up some strategies for how do you discover your purpose and why is discovering your purpose important to help you not lose yourself in a relationship? Wow, that's a, that's a very, 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 very good point. Um, I'm going to answer the latter part before I answer the how-to. It's important that a person discovers and know their purpose because when you are connected to someone else, there's a shared purpose. And your purpose would be almost the same as the purpose of the person that you're with in in terms of that complementary relationship. So their purpose will be tied, especially in the twin flame situation, their purpose will be tied to your purpose. So like Ingram and I, you know, our journeys, our purposes are very tied together. That's what helps us to flow. It's the way a person discovers their purpose is they have to do what we talked about in the beginning, and that's go within. And when a person goes within and they begin to, they can write out all the things that they love to do, that that moves them, that they're passionate about, no matter how minute or how silly or how fluffy, whatever the case may be. In the process of discovering your purpose, when a person is looking at what it is that I like to do, what moves me, what makes me happy, what am I passionate about, you know, what what brings me joy, what would I do if I didn't get paid for it, if money wasn't an option, when they begin to write those things down, and then from that list, they begin to narrow it even more, nine times out of ten, they're going to discover what they were actually born to do. And what your purpose is, that thing that no matter how many times you go away from it, you're always drawn right back to it. 
That's how you know what your purpose is. So then how, once you know your purpose and you said that it, when you come together with someone else, then you you develop, develop a joint purpose. How does that well, come about? Well, it's not that you develop a joint purpose. What it is, your purpose will be tied to the purpose of the person that you are actually meant to be with. So while each person has their purpose, it, it, you, you talked about it. Um, I wrote down when you were kind of recapturing what Ingram was saying in terms of how to assess someone else because you want to know the other person's life mission. When you ask what their life mission is and then you begin to explore that, you're going to know when you know what your purpose is and you know what direction you're going in life and when you connect with someone else as you're engaging in that communicative process, the questions that you want to ask and when you're finding out what their life mission is, you're going to know whether or not their mission lines up with what your purpose is. And then even having the deep conversations that the other person will explore and and know what their purpose is. So it's not that you develop, you might develop a shared vision, but your purpose, each of you will have your own life purpose, but those your life purpose will be complementary. They will be tied together. Okay. Does that make sense? It makes sense. It makes sense. I think it it, it goes along with, uh, I think, the next concept that we were going to discuss about the twin flames. Yes. You know, um, becoming one. You know, maybe you can move right into that because I think it ties right in very, very neatly. Well, the first thing... The, in your first before I move on, did you want to hit on the discovering your purpose thing? Because I know that was a conversation that we had some yeah, time ago. Yeah, so I think that's important yeah. that you touch on that first. The discovering your purpose is an interesting one because you can have a purpose in life and you can get with the person that is your soulmate, the person you've fallen in love with, the person you want to live the rest of your life with and you've done the courting process and you've done things the right way and got together, and that's great. And then you come to the point where you say, you know what, I, I, I want the best for my partner. So you kind of, kind of inch and give a little bit up just to ensure that your partner can be on the way. But what can happen is that by you're following your partner and following your partner's dreams and supporting your partner, you, if you're not careful, can lose your own pathway and your own purpose because you're pushing somebody else's pathway and someone else's purpose. And not because you, you know, you're, you're loving, you want to see the best for that person, or that you're the partner you're with, or you want to spend the rest of your life with them. There's a possibility that you could always get lost in that. And you need to be, you need to be able to say to yourself, you know what, I do love you, but I also have a purpose to fulfill myself. And what can happen in relationships, unfortunately, is that there can be dissatisfaction in a relationship. You can have um, members being being uh, upset or feel that one party is having too much of a share or being able to do what they need to do and the other person feeling resentful because they're not being able to fight their life purpose. So there needs to be conversations that both parties are quite happy where they're at and where they start feeling uncomfortable, they need to come back and say, okay, look, this is what I really want to be doing in life. 
this is what you want to be doing. Like, how can we have synergy? How can we work together to ensure that we both can achieve our goals? How can we both achieve our life purposes? Okay. So, so now, I guess, taken from what you said to answer Jane's question yes. in terms of the twins. So I, I want, what I want to do, first of all, is to briefly, especially for those listening, because a lot of times people will say, I want a soulmate, I want a soulmate. But you don't want a soulmate. You want a twin soul. And there's a very real difference between the two. A soulmate, for those of you who are listening, so that when you begin to put out in the universe what it is you truly want, that you're asking for the right thing and or you're, you're intending the right thing and manifesting the right thing in your life. A soulmate, we have those all the time. Soulmate, um, it, it doesn't necessarily, it, these are people who are part of or souls that's a part of your soul family. And you shared many lifetimes together. So like your mother, your father, your sister, your brother, those are all people part of your soul family. But your good friends are all people part of your soul family, different people to you meet that make an impact in your life one way or another, whether it's for good, whether it's for uh, not so good. These are all people that are a part of your soul family. These are soul mates. And these souls have spent many lifetimes together. And they're designed to help us grow and evolve and to work out the karmic issues that we have. Now, the soulmates or the soul family members, they're all practiced for what is considered the twin flame or the twin soul. And we, while we may have many soulmates, there's only one twin flame. And oftentimes what happens is the twin flame is usually you connect with them in your last lifetime. And it's a different type of, of relationship because, and it's not necessarily an easy relationship. It's very passionate, um, not just physically passionate, but the twin, the twin soul or twin flame relationship, that connection these souls were one. They, when they, they were, when they were separated, they were separated to evolve, to grow, and then to come back together. And when the twin flames come back together, they come back together to accomplish something major in that connection. It's they're on a mission that is greater than themselves. And now because of where we are in the earth's ascension and, and, and the whole fear of, of, of what the earth is, is transforming into, you have a lot of twin flame, twin soul connections happening. And so the way to prepare yourself for that connection, which is the ultimate connection, is you have to be evolving and growing. When we talk about our purpose, you have to be on your path of purpose in order to even be able to connect with that. And the, the interesting thing about twin flames is that one could be on one part of the world or one could not even be born yet. But one could be in one sphere, one could be in another and you're, you're working on the, those souls are working on the same things almost simultaneously. And then 
you may meet that twin not even initially knowing. And a lot of times a man will know, the, the male energy will know first and recognize the twin flame first before a woman does or the female energy. And so um, <laughs> if you are. Are you sure about that? Right now, a lot of times, yes. The, the the man will know the the male energy will know mm-hmm. usually usually um so I'm not necessarily saying physical male but the male energy would be able to recognize the twins oftentimes before that female energy does mm-hmm. which is really an interesting thing but um the the twin flame the relationship is is bigger than both souls. And how you know whether you've connected with that twin flame. A lot of times the relationship can be very rocky at times. It can be like from two extremes. But the whole, but one thing you will know for sure in this relationship is that you grow and you evolve and there's like a sense of urgency to complete um, these things in your lifetime. And you'll find that sometimes the twin flames, they, they may come together, they may separate for a while to give each other space and time to grow and evolve more and then come back together. But these are the, the, the relationships that's the, the one that you want to connect with, but in order to connect with that, you have to be on your path of purpose because the, mm-hmm. the, the two souls have to be ready to come together. Mm-hmm. Just, just to note, um, in hearing the, about the energies, I would think that the female energy, which is more of a receptive energy, um, would be the one who would be more sensitive and um, in knowing intuitively that the other person projecting energy, I mean the male, is the one that is ready for her to develop into her higher self. I'm just, you know, saying because most yeah. males are um, not always knowing. You know, it takes them a little bit more time, it seems, to understand the nature of woman. But you're talking about the physical. See, when you're talking about the level of the soul and when you're talking about the twin, there's, you, you're, you're dealing with pure divine energy. And when you have that male energy that's at that level of consciousness, see, you have to remove that ego aspect. It's not that the man, uh, the male energy, or, you know, or you call it yin and yang, or whichever one you want to call it. I call it universal male, universal female. But when you're talking about the divine state of that masculine energy and that uh, feminine energy, you, the ego's out the way. We, we bypass that particular level of, of existence. When you talk about the soul level connection, you're talking about a, a, a mature, it, it, I don't know if that's the right word to use, but like a mature uh, ascendant, thank you, or it, it kind of in an enlightened state. When you're talking about a twin connection, there you're, you're transcending necessarily. Um, the true self. 
rather than rather than to responding to your your animal state, you're more responding to your true self. Your you're not you're not responding to the ego as such, but more responding to the. It's an enlightened state, right. Your enlightened in an, state. In an enlightened state. So from so, your enlightened state as yeah. a male, from a male perspective, you'd be able to see that far from the female. Is that what you're saying? Well, uh, usually in the twin flame connection, the soul, it's the masculine energy that recognizes it most often first. But James is making a very valid point. Mm -hmm. When you talk about on a fundamental physical level, when you talk about um, females, a lot of times women will pick up things much faster, that intuitive sense. But when you talk about the twin flame or you're talking about the twin soul, Mm -hmm. you have both are enlightened. They develop almost simultaneously, but for whatever reason, it's that masculine energy. It's the same way where a man is, and if you want to kind of compare it to the, the physical, yeah. um, it's, it's like a man who is looking for a wife. The, the man is going in search of that one that he thinks is going to help him fulfill his vision. So, okay, hold on. So if you're talking about the, 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 the male, the ascended male being able to you know, see this. What would the ascended female be like then? What in, in, in reflection to that then? His, the feminine expression of himself. The, the, the feminine expression of himself. Okay. So. Is it looking out of the bucket? Are you following me, James? Well, yeah, I'm trying to. I'm looking at me right now in the mirror. I'm trying to figure out what's my feminine expression. You know, uh, and I think well, most males, we don't get uh, that deep into reflection, you know, and, and uh, we do it at times only when it's critical stages in our life, when we when we come to an impasse. But the daily, you know, uh, uh, modern man, we don't really reflect on our yin and yang in terms of our emotional states um, because it just, it, 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 we have to be pushed to that. We have to push ourselves or circumstances have to push us to that point where we are that deep and that reflective and but to, you're t- to, yeah. you but know, you're to discern. About, I understand what you're saying, which is a very, very valid point, but you're talking about an unevolved soul. When you mm-hmm. get to the point of um, twin flame connection, and, he may, and, and the male may not recognize it the masculine energy may not recognize it instantaneously, but it's usually the masculine energy that recognizes first. But you're talking about in the state that you're talking about, you're talking about the unevolved soul. When we talk about twin flame connection, when they make that connection, these two souls have evolved to a certain degree, a certain level, before even making the connection. And that's the so- Go ahead. Now, now, you made it plain there. It's the evolved souls that yes. are the position to become twin yes. flame. So, you, uh, again, yes. being evenly yoked. And mm-hmm. I know I'm going to go off topic with it, but just tell me how does that that flame or that evolved soul, um, what is that journey uh, that takes them to that level where they become a, tw- a twin flame? Well, they they are, first of all. What happens is, and and I'll go back to and touch on loving yourself as well, but the twin twin souls, 
they're basically really the other half of one soul. Not necessarily that they're half of a being. They're whole beings by the time they make that connection. Because each twin is a complete soul. They're not half a soul. But their task is to become more whole, balancing their female and male size, and ideally become enlightened before reuniting with their twins. So the whole journey is that's why you have to discover your purpose. See, people who think that they're going to be completed by someone else is missing the point because you have to be on your path of purpose and evolving as a soul, even though you have, because you're constantly yearning for that other part of yourself. You're constantly yearning for that. But that connection doesn't happen. You may connect with soulmates because you're still working out some things, but when you're truly ready for that twin soul connection, you're going to have evolved. And we're not talking about physical evolution here. We're talking about an evolution that's beyond physical. We're talking about really being in alignment with your life purpose, the reason as to why you were born. When you are on that track or that journey, that is when you are more likely to connect with your twin in this lifetime or that other part of yourself, if you want to say it that way. That's the only way. That's why it's so important for people to be true to who they are. It's so important for them to love themselves while staying true to themselves. They can't love someone else and not be true to themselves because part of loving themselves, that love is expressed in having that connection with their twin. But they have to be true to themselves in order to do that. So if I was born into the world to do what I'm doing, like um, doing this whole marriage strategy, this whole relationship piece, this, and, and I done went through several karmic relationships to even evolve and get to the point that I'm at now, I didn't meet Ingram. Ingram's 10 years younger than me. So when I was 10 years old, chronologically, being born into the world, he wasn't even born. That was particularly and it, it took, uh, and I'm trying to make an illustration, it took me being married and divorced twice before, being in other relationships prior to, to finally being evolved, this soul being evolved enough to even connect with um, another soul, even though he's 10 years younger. Now, get this, get this. One of the things that I knew when we connected And I knew even before we connected that the person I connect with is going to have to be spiritually more mature than me. And I had been ministering for over 15 years by then, and every person that I had connected with was either 10 years older than me or significantly older than me. But yet, when I connected to the one that it's like like so much of a deeper meaning, there is such a eons of difference in this connection, and trust me, it's a passionate relationship from one extreme to the next. And um, but yet, it's like we the things that everything is accelerated in our life, and that's the other thing you'll notice in the, a twin uh, flame connection is 
it seems like everything is accelerated and there's like an urgency in getting things done. So um, I think I answered your question. But yeah, that, how that happens, that journey for the twin flame is the, the, the journey for the most part initially is separate. Because each soul is evolving and growing to even prepare for the kind of connection that's to take place. And and that can only happen, that connection can only happen. You may connect with your twin and not know it, and you may break up with them, separate from them for years. If you are to connect again with them in this lifetime. And and then when you come back together, it could be years later. There have been stories where people, they meet early on, and then it could be 20, 30, 40 years. They've had children, grandchildren, and then they come together. And then they may only have a short period of time with one another on the earth before they either both want or one go on or whatever. But And then they'll reunite again in eternity. But... The process, a lot of times, the evolution is taking place separately because, remember, they started out as one soul in eternity. And I'm using the word eternity because I think most people can can maybe comprehend that um, faster than using other mm-hmm. language. But they started out as one in eternity, and then they both basically, when they um, separated to evolve, to grow, to become even more enlightened, to experience, if, if they incarnated into this existence, to experience um, this realm and, or also to help it grow and become enlightened. But usually when they, we're in a time, in dispensation of time, where their twin flame connections are happening constantly, very quickly, because the earth is ascending. And so, these twin flame connections, these souls are incarnated at this time to be able to help the earth ascend and to help other people become enlightened and to help other connections happen. So you see it happening very, very that's why you see a lot of relationship stuff going on now. You see a lot you everywhere you turn that's if you, you hear a lot of stuff about love. Everybody's talking about love. Everybody's talking about relationships. It's like you're hearing it more and now probably in this last um, five to ten years. And so that's because everything is accelerating. I hope I answered your question. So we're going to go back um, to our uh, topic. I think this twin soul twin soul connection is is definitely warranting a full show so that we can go deeper into the whole synergy between the the twin souls. But we're going to Recap because we're getting closer to the uh, closing hour here, and we don't want to cut off. So let's just recap. Um, how does a person stay? How does a person stay true to themselves while loving someone else? How do you not get lost just because you're in love? Yeah, that's a good question. Go ahead and hear me say that. Knowing thyself, isn't it? It goes back to knowing thyself. And having that ability to say, you know what, I love you, and I love, I love everything about you. I love that you know. There's something that I desire to do. I want to. I really keep coming back to do this. And to sit down and having those heartfelt conversations to discuss and to talk about those things. And if you're at the point where you're now married, 
um, would be, uh, you'd think you'd be able to sit down and talk about matters like this and see what is needed, like that jigsaw puzzle, to be able to work together, to synergize, to come together, so that you both can go about your achieving your, your, your purposes together in the sense that, you know, you have to do what you need to do and I have to do what I need to do. I fully support what you do and you fully support what I do, but at the same time, not to a point where one or the other is uh, making, uh, what's the word you like to use it here? Uh, it's synergy is the word you like to use. It's another word you don't like to use. Not synergy, the opposite. Compromise. Compromise, yes, that's the word compromise. So that you're not compromising. If you're talking about this compromise, I think it's pretty good. Well, I don't believe that relationships should have to be a compromise because that that means you have to each has to give up something. In a in a, a, a relationship, you don't really have to give up anything. You when you synergize, you take the best from both worlds and then you create a new world that is you know, synergistic. synergistic. There, there you go. go. And to answer, yeah, to answer the question as well, I'll just kind of streamline a little yeah. more. How do you, um, you know, continue to love someone without staying true to yourself? I mean, with staying true to yourself, love someone. But first of all, like Ingram said, you got to know yourself. You have to be true to yourself. You have to appreciate yourself, yet develop a healthy respect for the person that you're loving. And you also have to be willing to understand and learn your partner's self. Because, you know, it's okay to to know you, to be true to yourself, appreciate yourself, but because you're in um, a cohesive relationship with someone else, you also have to get to know that other person. So that means you also have to come outside of yourself. It doesn't mean that you come outside of yourself and you stay there and you lose yourself in that other person. It just means, ah, this is where you are. This is who you are. I respect that. We can coexist. We can coexist peacefully and harmonically, but that means that there has to be healthy boundaries that we lay out, and we cannot infringe upon one another's boundaries. Yeah, mm-hmm. healthy boundaries are key. Yeah. Oh, well, I like that one, healthy boundaries. And I think um, a lot of times if you look back at generations, uh, you see parents, you see uh, women who have often taken a role of the helpmate, the helper, and perhaps not uh, agreeing or, uh, and, and Atia, you and I was talking about this uh, in one of our earlier conversations about that um, Luis, uh, Don Luis, was it um, Luis? I can't remember his last name. Um, Miguel Ruiz, who okay. wrote the five, um, the five agreements, or the four oh, agreements. Oh, yes, yes, yes. The yes, four yes. agreements. Yeah. And I think um, what what we what we're all looking at in this conversation today is the agreements because if you have an experience and maybe your model of a relationship has been one who has been the extreme helpmate where they don't have a self, all they do is take care of the husband, the children, and the home, and the children grow up, they go to college, they get married, they have families of their own. Now you're home alone, and you look back and you see how many years have passed, and you realize that you haven't achieved your purpose. You haven't acknowledged and nurtured your purpose. So now you've gotten lost because you've loved. Vika? Go ahead. 
I'm here. My mic is here. <laughs> yes. okay. my, no tech, no technical difficulties here. I just stopped and thought. But I Are think that, that that uh, I yeah, I reflected. <laughs> okay, you know, and it's good. But you know, one thing I just realized as you was talking, how often you and I will stop and say, okay, let's talk about what we want to do tomorrow. Where do we want to be? How do we want to live? What are we going to do five years from now? What are we going to do when Sadat goes off to college? Where are we going to be? What are we going to do? How is that going to what, – what that picture looks like. We're always looking down the road and, and, and trying to have a shared vision. So that yes. keeps us in our role. Uh, we're sharing our vision together. So it's just not what I want or what you mm-hmm. want because if it was just what I want, you could lose yourself and what I want. And okay. if it's all about what you want and I don't share in that vision, then I lose myself and what you want eventually grow apart. I so think the key, the key, the key um, the, another key, James and, and Atiyah and Ingram, you all hit it earlier in the conversation. And I know that we, the, the four of us can, can talk forever on this, but we have to wrap it up. The key here is being honest and true to yourself, knowing who you are, what you want in your life, and accepting yeah. that and being okay with that and not feeling guilty because you partic- you want a certain thing. Now, yeah. Ingram and Atia, you your your path has joined. You have common interests. You have things that you do together. James and I have common interests. We have things that we do together. But I also have things that I do individually. And James has things that he does individually. And and there's nothing wrong with that. You have to be okay with that. You have to know that you were born into this world with a particular purpose. And maybe you haven't found that purpose yet. And you're on the path to finding it. And in, And while you're on that path, you meet someone Maybe it's a soulmate, maybe it's a twin soul. You don't know at the moment you meet them. That's 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 to be found out. But you have to be so okay with yourself. That's right. Well, we're going to leave it there because anytime I speak to Atia and Ingram, I know that it's never the end of a topic. It's always the beginning, <laughs> right. the beginning of another topic. Right, right. <laughs> right. But I want to take thank you and Ingram for staying up so, uh, I, I would say, so early in the morning to bring this important information to our Keys listeners and um, know that all of our shows are archived. You can listen to them via iTunes. You can listen to them via uh, the Keys 107 Network website. Keys107network.com, or you can um, go to blogtalkradio.com slash thekeys107 and pull up any one of these shows, and this show will be archived immediately. And before we go, Atiyah and Ingram, give our listening audience a location where they can find you. <laughs> okay, well, they can find us at www.i amnetwork.org and it's like I am that I am. That's the uh, I am. We, we so got it. The, okay. <laughs> and 
segment, um, they can also reach us through the Marriage Tree, which is www.themarriagetree.net. We're on Facebook. More Love. Oh, More Love. Definitely you have to go to More Love. Uh, more Love dot online. That's the more Love dot online. Yes. So, and um, Facebook, you can talk about the Facebook, Twitter, all of those. Yeah. Uh, yep. Ingram and Atia. Yeah, I am networking Ingram and Atia. We we we're all over there. So if they type in Ingram and Atia, they'll probably pull up quite a bit. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah, so. Mhm. Well, oh, one more time, James. Um, do you have any closing thoughts? I've already given my closing thoughts. Well, I just want to say, you know, um, this is my first time having a dialogue about twin flames. But I did learn something in that degree. I think that is, we got twin flames in America talking to two twin flame, a uh, twin flame, <laughs> Ireland, and it's probably pretty explosive right about now. But I thank you for uh, enlightening us and, and actually teaching us because this is our classroom and. Uh, we try to be the best students, so we sit up front, and we're hoping that our listening audience took notes and that you shared something that could touch them to help them understand how they can have a better relationship, how they can stay true to themselves while they love deeply someone else. Mm. So thank you so much. Thank you thank so you. very much. Well, I think I'm going to um, close out with some Ray Goodman and Brown tonight. And talk about this is the way love should be. And we'd like to thank our friend Billy Brown for lending us this beautiful song. Atiyah and Ingram, as usual, we love you. We will be speaking to you shortly. That's (laughs) right. And this is for you guys. Oh, thank you. (laughs) 